welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today is Jessica Rhodes. She is the CEO and founder of Interview Connections, a source for booking podcast guests. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how to find great guests, how to be a great guest, and pretty much anything related to this lovely topic. So Jessica, thanks for joining me. John, thanks for having me on your show. I'm very excited to be here. So um, we'll talk a little bit about Interview Connections, but uh, obviously I'm sure people get a sense of uh, what the company is a little bit about. So I'm guessing that you also have some great advice on, you know, if I am a podcaster, I I know a lot of people are jumping into that now. Uh, You know, where do (laughs) I start finding great guests? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that I always ask when someone says, well, how do I find guests? You have to know what the goal is of your podcast and why you are actually having a podcast. When I first started booking interviews a few years ago, a lot of people were kind of, you know, the podcast waters are warm and people are jumping in and they wanted to book the biggest celebrity guests because that was the fastest way to get a big audience. And and that was all people wanted. But really, that's not (laughs) actually the fast or the best strategy for growing your show or growing your business. You have to figure out what your goal is. So, um, Um, You know, for example, if your goal is to get more clients, then you might want to be looking at your current clients as potential guests on your show. You know, so my podcast, Roads to Success, I often interview people that are clients of mine at Interview Connections. I view those interviews as a retention strategy for my business because when I can spotlight my clients and have them on my show as a guest, you know, we have a better relationship, which keeps them with me longer. It's actually one back business. Business in the past, if somebody had canceled their membership with us and then I interviewed them, they actually signed up again. So that's one way is just to look into your own community um, when when you're starting a podcast. And then, of course, you know, if you're looking to feature um, experts on your podcast, then looking at places like Twitter is a really great way to find guests. Same with LinkedIn. People are all about business on LinkedIn. So if you're looking for people that are, you know, self-proclaimed experts in their field, LinkedIn is a great place to do that. People are a little bit more personal and fun on Facebook. So sometimes it's harder to get through the the clutter there. Um, And then, of course, looking at people that are authors, going on Amazon and actually sorting by publication date to see who is launching a book. That is a fantastic way to find guests. So those are just a couple of ideas, but it ultimately goes back to why are you starting a podcast and then which guests are going to help you meet that goal faster. Yeah, I'm so glad you shared that. I, I have very few people, I think, that get that idea. I, when I started my podcast, I guess at some point I wanted to have lots of listeners and so you know I wanted to build up a big audience, but I really focused on people I wanted to meet. Yeah. People I wanted to talk to because yes, exactly. I, I knew if I sent them an email that said something like, hey, can I pick your brain for 20 minutes? Uh, I probably wouldn't get very far. But when I sent them a request for an interview, all of a sudden they returned my email. So it is a great, even for a local business, I think it's a great play for somebody, just as you mentioned, uh, interview your target market and it might actually be a great way to start some conversations. Yeah, and I was just consulting a client last week, and he has an app, and one of his goals, he's we're booking him as a guest expert on podcasts, and that's kind of the strategy to get people, you know, buying his app. Um, but his ultimate goal is to get, you know, find an investor to acquire the company. And my recommendation was 
to, uh, to him was to have people on his podcast who are potential, um, you know, acquirers, you know, people yeah, that absolutely. buy businesses. And he goes, really? And I said, that is a free 30 to 45 minute meeting that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And that is having you, you know, by, by interviewing them on your podcast, you are then creating and growing all these relationships with people who might really actually want to buy your business, which is the ultimate goal for him. Yeah, and I don't think you can be sneaky about it, but I do think that yeah. people tend to have their guard down a little bit. I mean, there were right. r- countless times when I had interviewed somebody and, and they would um, voluntarily go, you know, tell me more about your business. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and I think that's, you know, that's the moment that can happen when you do that. Totally. So I get a lot of questions. I, I, I happen to get interviewed a lot, and so I see a lot of interview styles. Um, do you think that there is a right way, a wrong way? I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this, but, uh, um, you know, I, I have a lot of people that they, they have very regimented questions. They send them ahead of time or they have like the question or four or five questions they ask everyone. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you find that there is a, you know, a right or wrong way to do it? So I, I have my preference, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I don't, you know, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way because, um, you know, there's, if there are listeners who really enjoy your style, if it's not the way that I particularly like that, that is okay. So, um, I mean, I tend to advise podcasters to be a little bit more free flowing with their interviews. Um, a lot of people like to ask, as you said, you know, I ask every single guest this question and, and, and maybe that makes sense to your show, but maybe the question doesn't make sense for that guest. So it doesn't make sense to ask it. Um, I think that when we're talking, you know, we're talking to business owners here and marketers, when you are interviewing people on a podcast, you want to keep it, the conversation in the interview as free flowing as possible to allow for that organic conversation. I think one of the biggest mistakes a lot of podcasters make in their interviews is they will ask the guest a question. The guest will give an amazing answer and then they'll say, great. My next question is, it's like, dig deeper, you know, take the opportunity to dig deeper that maybe you didn't have, you didn't, you didn't plan for them to say that answer, but the listener is going to want you to ask the questions that they're thinking in their head. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, if there is one right way, it's, it's be yourself, you know, be authentic. Exactly. Uh, I I can't tell you how many times I've been interviewed and it's usually like an AM radio person that agreed to interview me about a book or something. Clearly Mm -hmm. they haven't opened my book (laughs) before the interview. (laughs) So no preparation at all. And so they would read the titles of the chapters and say, tell me more about that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And it (laughs) takes time to get to that point. I mean, I started my, you've been podcasting for a really long time, John. I started my podcast about a year and a half ago. And even when I listened to interviews that I did six months into podcasting, they weren't terrible, but I was so stiff and it takes time to kind of loosen up a little bit. So that's the ultimate goal is just to get comfortable and confident enough where you're not all nervous about being perfect. Like just be yourself because listeners are really there for the host. You know, the guests are obviously a great value add and you want to have good guests, but you are the common denominator across all of your episodes. So you have to be yourself. Yeah, and I, I think that the um, the skill that probably takes as much uh, time as any is to remember to listen. Yes. <laughs> because exactly. you know, a lot of times we're sitting here thinking, okay, what's my next question? Um, mm-hmm. And we're not even listening to that really awesome thing that, as you said, we should go deeper on. Yeah, exactly. So, so let's flip this around a little bit. Um, if I'm out there, I'm a marketer or I am a business owner, I've created an app, I want people to know about uh, <laughs> how do I – how do I get found and get on some of these shows that might give me a lot more exposure? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great question because getting on podcasts is such an amazing way to get your message out there. And honestly, you have to 
pitch yourself and you have to present yourself as somebody that gets interviewed. You know, that old tip we all got before we became business owners was dress, you know, dress for the part when you go on a job interview. If you want to be on podcasts as a guest expert, look at your website and your you know, online presence. Is there a bio on your website? Do you have a professional headshot on your website? On your contact page, does it say to book so-and-so for interviews, you know, send an email to the, like all of those little details, because that way when a podcaster does, you know, stumble onto your website, it looks like you get requested all the time. So that is obviously the first step. I always recommend having a one sheet, which is sort of like that press kit or media kit that speakers have. A one sheet just has your bio in third person, potential interview topics, suggested interview questions, and your contact info. It's basically everything a podcaster would need to be ready and prepared for an interview with you in a matter of minutes. Um, and then, of course, actually pitching yourself or working with somebody that will pitch you as a guest expert to podcasts that are in your niche because we can all sit back and have the best website and have the best one sheet. But at the end of the day, a lot of us aren't getting constantly requested for interviews. So in order to get that ball rolling, you have to actually put yourself out there and ask for what you want. Yeah, and I don't want to um, out myself too much here, but <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I, I I still tend to pick most of my guests. I just do once a week, yeah. so it's not too hard. Um, and I do get pitched a lot, but I still tend to go out and pick my own guests. But I will tell you that I really like it when somebody makes it easy for me. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. Gives, gives me all the information I need. And you mentioned that the, there's, a, there's a lot of parallels, I think, to this, to the old kind of PR pitching that people did. Mm-hmm. When somebody can demonstrate to me that they understand who my audience is and that what they want to talk about will be a benefit to my audience, that goes a long ways. Yeah, John, that's I mean, that's one of the biggest tips I give is that when you pitch a podcaster and, and there are, I've done a lot of blogs and videos about this. A lot of people have been talking about how to pitch a podcaster. At the end of the day, you need to answer you know that question. What are you going to talk about in an interview and how is that going to be valuable to that show? Because that's what the podcaster wants. They want content and guests that are going to be valuable um, and appealing to the listeners. All right, so now I got booked. Um, how do I make sure that I show up and give a great interview? Yeah, so um, definitely, again, just re- want to reiterate being prepared. And honestly, like even before this, the recording is actually taking place, that's really valuable time there, making sure you're easy to work with and easy to schedule because I've just seen so many times where a guest is, you know, they're not scheduling or the, logistically they're not responding to emails on time. And then you go into an interview with a disgruntled podcaster because you are difficult to actually, you know, schedule and work with. So um, that, as a side note, make sure you're easy to work with so that way they're not pissed off about actually interviewing you. Um, But being a great guest is about making sure that you are as you said, providing value to that audience. So one thing that you can do if the host doesn't volunteer the information is actually before the recording starts, double check, you know, who is your target audience? Mm -hmm. Um, Ask them, who is this, you know, who is this podcast intended for? And ideally also listening to the podcast before the recording, you know, so I've listened to several episodes of Duct Tape Marketing because I wanted to get a feel for your style and understand kind of how this interview is going to go. So I walked into this knowing that you really get down to business and there's not a lot of like small talk and fluff. So I came prepared for that. So being prepared for that podcaster style and um, and just being open enough to kind of go back and forth a little bit and just be engaging and entertaining too because obviously even in interviews where it's, you know, cut and dry information, like very tactical um, expertise – 
podcasts are still meant to entertain the people listening. So you also need to work on your verbal communication skills, working on things like cutting out your crutch words like the so and the um, speaking slower. So those are obviously things that you got to work on over time. But I think that a lot of, you know, there's a lot of tips and stuff about podcasting and marketing. But what goes with what not a lot of people are talking about is actually how to be a good speaker, which is super, super important on the microphone. Yeah, so and I think as you're just getting started, obviously you need to spend the time to prep. You need to listen to the shows. You need yes. you know you need to maybe mention. I, I love it when somebody mm-hmm. says, "Your episode three weeks ago, you had so and so on." And I mean that, yeah. that that demonstrates to me that they're paying attention at least. Oh, so, exactly. To, to your point of entertaining, let's go with the five ways to never get booked again. Five ways to never get booked again. Um, number one is being uh, well. I would say being late. Uh, being late is is not good. Um, you know, making sure that you're actually connected with the person on Skype, like before the recording actually starts. You know, before the time starts, letting them know that you're ready to go. You know, being on time, um, having a good microphone and solid sound quality. A lot of guest experts forget this because they think, well, I don't have a podcast. I'm being on other people's shows, and that is a really big way to piss a podcaster off is to bring poor sound quality. So, getting a decent microphone um, so you contribute good sound quality to um, to the interview. Another way, I think we're on number three here, is to be really salesy. Mm. So there are really um, eloquent ways to plant seeds and maybe mention what you do without being salesy. But if every other answer, you're like, this is what I do with my clients and this is what I do in my business. And that gets, that really, really pisses off podcasters a lot. Um, and honestly, John, this is, I just heard this for the first time, but somebody told me last week that they like they just ended the interview. The guest ended the interview because they had another call coming in. Um, taking, you know, actually recording the interview on your cell phone when you're driving. That's a really bad, you know, good way to not get booked again. So there's some bad ones that, you know, you don't see a lot, but those are a couple of the big ones, yeah. big mistakes to avoid. And I, and, and I put you on the spot with a, a specific number there. But you <laughs> yeah, guys, I was like, you, I you, got this. You were juggling quite well there. That was lovely. All right. So... Um, is there money in being a guest? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is it is a really effective marketing strategy if you actually have a good marketing funnel in place on the back end. So a lot of, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are growing their businesses quite nicely as a podcast guest. But the key is it's not just showing up and being a guest, but it's actually having a, you know, a clear call to action um, at the end of the show, um, actually having valuable information that listeners would want. So some people say, well, I'm not really getting any results. I'm going on podcasts. I'm not getting any results. And there's a couple different factors there. A, are you actually a good guest? Do people um, enjoy listening to you? B, do you have something that people actually want? Maybe your service or your your what you're podcasting about is just not really um, in demand. Um, but there absolutely is money in being a guest expert. If you've got a business that people listening to podcasts want, you will get clients from it. I is, definitely, yeah. Is there a formula for a call to, effective call to action? So there's a couple different tips. So for a long time, I was recommending specifically having a landing page um, for a specific show. So it could be, you know, your website backslash the name of the show. I don't recommend that all the time because it really, again, depends on what your goal is. So I don't give a specific landing page with a specific 
offer or a freemium because my goal with being on podcasts is to basically build exposure and name recognition and get people to my website. And because I have tons, I've got blogs, videos. When people go to my website, they've got tons to consume. So that's basically my call to action. Um, and it's and it's been working well for me. But there, but uh, a good formula to follow is is to you know have a specific landing page with something free. And I actually recommend not having it behind an opt-in wall, but having a landing page that just gives something a direct download right there, something that ties to what you talked about in the interview. Yeah. So I want to cover one uh, topic that I'm starting to hear more about, and it's probably a little more advanced for somebody who is podcasting and probably has a little bit of an audience or following already, and that's the idea of guest hosting. And I don't hmm. know if you're seeing much of that or not, but uh, it seems like a really intriguing idea. So the idea that I have a podcast, I would go to somebody else who has a podcast and say, hey, let me take your show over for one week. Yeah. And and be a guest host or maybe we'll co-host or something like that. But uh, just kind of bring a different flavor to it. Uh, maybe it's a it's a you know, it's a name, big enough name that, that if I have a podcast, I'd think, oh, that'd be cool. More people listen to my show. But it'd be sort of mutually beneficial. Are, are you seeing that more and more? I am, John. I'm, I, I'm definitely seeing it more and more. I love it because it is a creative way to not only repurpose content, but to team up with other podcasters. Uh, the, there's a show called She Podcast. It's a podcast about podcasting for women, and it's co-hosted by Jessica Kufferman and Elsie Escobar. And for their 100th episode, they had their two of their friends, two men, take over the show and they hosted the whole show. They weren't even, you know, so that was a really creative way, um, kind of a takeover. And, and yeah, and I've, I've also done this in the past where if I was interviewed, I was interviewed on my client, Jason Hartman's podcast. And, um, and so then I just played that on my show. I put my bumpers on and, and so I think it's really creative. Anything you can do to repurpose content and collaborate more with other people in your industry is a great thing. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about interview connections. Uh, obviously, People listening have probably got a little sense of what you're into, but uh, give me uh, some specifics. Yeah, we're a guest booking agency for podcasts. So um, we are the premier agency. Um, I started the business three years ago, and we've got services for podcasters who need guests. So you can work with us, and we'll find guests for your show. And then we also work with entrepreneurs and experts who want to be booked on podcasts as a guest. And we get them booked as a guest on podcasts. Like We actually go out and find the shows and pitch them and connect them with show hosts. So it's pretty cut and dry of how we work. We can, we're the matchmaker for podcasters and great guests. So uh, how do the mechanics work? If I'm somebody that, um, if, let's say, because I have a show, I came to you and said, okay, I want, you know, once a week I need a new guest and here's my parameters. I mean, do you, you pretty much guarantee that I'm going to have a guest and it's going to fit my parameters or do you have mm -hmm. to sometimes go to act to a show and say, well, you need to lower your sights a little or <laughs> yeah, know, something no, along those lines? One of one of my biggest jobs is to set clear expectations. Um, but yeah, so when our clients sign up, they're telling us what they're looking for, what kinds of guests. Sometimes they have a whole wish list of guests that they're working through. Um, and we have a pretty high success rate with actually delivering on what people want. Um, but you know, I had one client one time that says, I will pay, I'll I'll double what I pay you if you can book me Oprah. And I said, well, you're going to have to more than double it if you if I can book you Oprah. Um, so, you know, sometimes I need to, you know, kind of 
adjust expectations a little bit. Um, if somebody hasn't launched their show yet and they're wanting like all the biggest celebrities, I mean, there's conversations that are had. Um, but essentially we get people's standards, criteria. We ask if they have any deal breakers. Like I'll never interview someone about, you know, who X, Y, Z. And we match that. And so sometimes we work from that wish list and get specific people that they want. But most of the time they're saying, I want, for example, like strong women who um, are working in science. And so then we get to have fun and bring all these people they never would have thought of. And where can people find out about Interview yeah. Connections? Interviewconnections.com. So I have one question um, before we go out, and then we'll mention Interview Connections again. <laughs> um, but um, this is a topic that I think is uh, – you see a lot of advice around this. Uh, but I think it's actually a little touchy. So a lot of times when I will be interviewed, um, people will send me a note afterwards saying, you know, here are – sample tweets, you know, send this to your list, um, you know, promote this. And obviously that's one of the reasons people have guests on their shows is they're hoping that guests will help promote. How far can you, should you <laughs> go <laughs> with so asking funny. for that? It's, it's so funny, John, because um, I, I, one of the things that we used to do with our clients is we would send that email and I stopped doing that um, a little while ago. But, and I, I was just, in an interview that I did just went live today and the email was, was very long. I mean, at every single place I could have possibly shared it, there was a link, which on one hand, it, it made it easy for me to share it. Um, but when I get a huge long email like that, my eyes glaze over, you know, I, I was at a conference last week, I came back to 50 emails. And it's like, I didn't, you know, I shared it on Twitter and on Facebook. And it's just, you want to make it easy for your guests to share. But you also need to go into your podcast knowing that your guests are not your marketers period. I mean, it's your job to market your show. So um, maybe, you know, w with my podcast, I don't even email my guests when the show goes live. They're tagged on Twitter and Facebook. I know for a fact that they know their show is live when they see that tag because everyone is probably on Facebook before they even check their email. And that's pretty much it. And then they share it and, and get the word out. But it's not something that I'm I'm relying on as a way to grow my audience. And and honestly, I, I do think that when podcasters really rely heavily on their guests promoting their show, it gets a little sticky because, um, it yeah, I mean, it makes it look like you're only using your guests as your marketing tool, which is not the right way to go. Yeah, absolutely. So Jessica, thanks for uh, stopping by the show. You can find Jessica Rhodes and Interview Connections at interviewconnections.com. And I uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, hopefully we will see you out there on the road. Thanks, John.